you know, for a situation I put myself in, it basically was torture. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Puck Puck Pass, and these are your hosts, the hockey know-it-alls, KJ and Zach Mack. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Puck Puck Pass, uh, the Lazy Saturday edition. As always, I'm your host, KJ, joined by the wonderful Zach Mack. Hey, dude, what's your favorite uh, Girl Scout cookie? Uh, All-time Thin Mints. In the freezer or just normal Thin Mints? Either way. I do them both ways. Because Samo- Samoas are the best. It's not really up for discussion. but What are the Samoas? They're the coconut with caramel oh, and chocolate. They used to be caramel delights? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I don't mess with I'm those. new to the Girl Scout game. but Yeah, so those are definitely the right answer. But a frozen Thin Mint is the best adjusted Girl Scout cookie. Respect. We'll take it. Um, we are talking about that in, in the uh, show prep, so if that came out of nowhere, that's why. We have a celebratory Canadian episode. Uh, we're, we're, we're strictly talking Canadian teams. We're going to go through all seven. It's just to show a little love to, to teams that, one, we never talk about. And two, we actually have a surprising amount of Canadian listeners. Yeah. So this one goes out to them. Uh, do you want to explain just we don't format Saturday episodes. We know this. But for the sake of what is basically an extended game, I would say, there are some rules. So do you just want to explain those? Yeah, so we'll just chit-chat about the games as per u- or uh, the teams as per usual. And then um, we'll assign a person. We'll alternate um, who gets to grade them after our discussion. And then the other person will have the final say. Uh to either adjust that grade up or down a half of a letter grade, or they can keep it um, as is. So, for example, if I go first, you would have the final say. So we'll do that way. I'll go first uh, when we get to it. I don't know if you want to talk about other stuff before we get to the... I, I There's a couple small things we have to talk about, and not just the Red Wing shot totals, but we, we are going to start with Elvis Merzalikens. Because I just said before this episode started, he's the best goaltender in the league right now. I mean, he's got five five shutouts in his last eight starts. Which the, have all been wins. Uh, yeah, and f- like Connor Hellebuck, which is has four shutouts, which is surprising in itself because the Jets are the Jets. But no, like those are the only two over five or over four. And Merzlikens has five, leads the league in just eight games. That's crazy. Yeah, it's it's shocking, and I I love it for the Blue Jackets because of what they were supposed to be. But if you if you look at you know top the top ten in shutouts right now, which most of them are tied with three, but it's a lot of your usual suspects: Mark Andre Fleury, Carey Price, Pecorine, Tuca. I mean, we know we've always known Halak has it has it in him, and that's a good team. But then there's Merzlikens, Hellbuck, and Peter Morazic. In Rhymer, but whatever. It's it's weird to see one a Columbus goalie not named Bavrovsky, 
even close to this list, let alone a rookie who's on the hot streak to end all hot streaks. And he's leading the league in shutouts. He's right up there. Yeah, leading the league in save percentage and fourth in goals against at 2.2. Yeah, I mean, and okay, so the last one is kind of a gimme. Played the Red Wings. I mean, have you have you ever volunteered at and or participated in a marathon or 10K or 5K or any K? 5K. Okay. You know the people that hand out water on the side? Yeah. That's what the Red Wings are handing out shutouts right now. Just <laughs> here's one. 16 save shutouts. <laughs> Three of the last four games. We've been shut out seven times. It's, it's funny. But, I mean, still, I mean, you still got to still gotta goaltend those 16 shots. And Merzlikens did it. We were, you made a joke about if the Red Wings can catch Ovi. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if they can. <laughs> <laughs> they did play well against Buffalo the other night in their lone non shutout this week but yeah yeah, they're for as bad as they are you know they're still professional hockey players and Merzlikens still stopped 16 professional shots I mean 930 probably won't stay 930 for very long but he's he's Bennington he's doing it like we're seeing this happen again he's making a case for the Vesna it's hilarious it's it, awesome too. Do you think Merza Likens? Well, that's an interesting point, and then we'll jump to the Canadians. But do you think Merza Likens, if this continues for the rest of the season, will benefit from people saying that uh, Bennington got robbed for the Calder or for mm. the Vesna? Mm, he might. Yeah, that's that is a good because now they got another shot at it. You didn't give it to Bennington. Now, now you can give it to Merzlikens. Now you can redeem yourselves. Yeah. Or Tristan Jari if he, you know, continues, you know, doing this and maybe Merzlikens yeah. drops off a little bit. Jari would have a good case. But it's kind of like the Heisman. Like, for so long, there were people who were saying, just because this guy's a freshman, he shouldn't – or, you know, he should be able to win the Heisman. And no freshman won it until freaking Johnny Manziel. Had you know he was benefiting yep. from other freshmen who were deserving, not getting it. Breaking so, down barriers. Break, breaking down barriers. His name's Elvis. The, it's it's a cool name. <laughs> like I want a Merz Likens jersey. Number ninety is a weird goalie number, which I love. At least it is to me. People who don't know anything about hockey would be like, "What lineman is that? <laughs> what do you?" <laughs> Elvis Merzalikens. So good for him. Good for the Blue Jackets. Good for Torts. It's fun to see them where they're at. Let's break down some Canadian teams. Okay, you put a list together randomly before. I don't know what order they're in. Yes. Okay. Who we got first? Calgary. Hmm. Okay. A victim of coaching change at one point during the season. But they're in that Pacific race. They are. I and they, ha- they just had Giordano go down, though. Giordano did go down. I don't – I think Calgary's right around where they're going to end up in one of those wild card spots. I don't see them challenging for a top three in the Pacific. Uh, it's tough for me to put too much on that coaching change because it was clearly like a horrible environment. And those guys, 
like hockey can only be more fun for them now. So it's it's not like they had a great coach who struggled and they all liked him. It seems like he was not very well liked anywhere he was. So and I'm talking about Bill Peters. So they're they're a good team that's had a little bit of misfortune. Giordano going down doesn't help. They've lost three in a row. I'm going to be boring and just go C for Calgary. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that's a fair grade. I mean, obviously, top of the West last year, so high hopes coming into the year. Now the fifth in the division. I understand it's tight, but three-game losing streak. I I think C is fair. That's what I was going to give them, too. So I, I'll keep the C where it's at. C of red. I was going to say, they'll, they'll wear our grade on their jerseys. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. So Calgary right. gets see. We got we to gotta make sure we write these down. Steve for Calgary. Should be easy enough. Uh, number two. Wait, do you have a number two on your list, or are we just going off my list? No, just your list. Okay, cool. Uh, number two to you, Winnipeg. Winnipeg. I had high hopes for Winnipeg this year. I think I pre when we were did it over the summer, I put them pretty high. I think you had them winning the division. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, fifth in the division, which is the central, so kind of like Calgary sitting towards the bottom. Uh, they're are they in a playoff spot right now? No, no they're they're, they're two, a point behind. They're a point out. Yeah. Okay. The wild card. I mean, I. Hellebuck's got four shutouts, like we mentioned. So, I mean, goaltending's doing better than I thought it would. I just this team's just not living up to my expectations. I'm curious what you think because you did not have them very high preseason. I had them fifth in the division. Uh, they're better on the road than they are at home, which is hilarious because the past two years where they've seen all the success and there was so much hype around the Winnipeg Whiteouts and every like. You just don't expect them to. They should be, you know, like Vancouver, 17-5-3 at home and kind of mediocre on the road. They're 3-6-1 and one over the last 10. They're just not getting the production from anyone but Hellbuck this year. The Bufflin situation hurt them, but I don't – I'm yeah. not overly surprised by where Winnipeg's at. Yeah, I figured you wouldn't be, and I'm, I'm a little disappointed in the Patrick Line goal – production i thought that was going to be a little higher i had a lot of faith in him especially after the contract but um i'll give him a i'll give him a c plus they earned the plus for hellebuck's play which i didn't see coming um but do you feel like that needs an adjustment yeah i i think the the highest i would give them would be a c just because one you know for you the expectations that are so far from being met. Like it's not even, it's even from the top three in the division, they're six points out. And Dallas has, Dallas has a game in hand. Colorado has three. So I would probably, if I could even go lower, but unfortunately that's back to back C's, but they're, they're meeting my expectations, which for what they were is a C and they're really dashing all the hopes other people had for them. Yeah, that's fair. They play the they play Senators this afternoon, so God, that would be rough if they lose that one. 
Uh, I didn't know that I was going to be going first and third when I made this list, I promise. But the third team on the list is Toronto. As soon as you said that, I knew it was going to be Toronto. I uh, tweeted it last night. I would die for Austin Matthews. (laughs) He got to 40 goals last night. John Tavares scores the overtime winner, which, yeah, you probably don't love going to overtime against Anaheim. But there are too many games where it's like, oh, this, this Leafs team is just the same old Leafs. And, you know, I, sometimes I get like a Detroit Lions vibe from Toronto. Like it looks good. It's there on paper and just it's not going to come together. They've had some good games and Freddie Anderson being hurt. You know, Jack Campbell gets his first start and win last night since the since the trade. I don't know. They're just hard to figure out. But Austin, Austin Matthews and John, John Tavares and Mitch Marner are going to take that team as far as they can. And I hope it's deeper into the playoffs than we've seen in the past. And, you know, right now they're in a playoff spot. They have they're the their third in the Atlantic. They're yep. eight points behind Toronto and 13 behind Boston, but they're in that race. So I think that's what you can expect from them. For me, I'm going to say B plus for Toronto. I had a feeling you were going to say B plus. I, they're playing well. I mean, if you offensively, you know, second in goals, fourth in shots on goal, they got the third best power play. They have a they have somewhat to be desired on defense, and I think that's why they lose and uh, lose some of the games that they do and and give up the leads that they do at times. I was going to give them a B. I thought that they'd be a little bit better to this point in the year, but I realized that you know they also did go through a a, a coaching change. So I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that B plus. I I I think you're being fair. I was a little worried you were gonna go into the A range, and they may get there by the end of the year. Yeah, they'd have to be kind of where Tampa's at, I think, for to be in that A range for me. But I don't know when when Freddie Anderson's healthy, they they could be in that A range. And it's worth noting that there's no no Canadian teams in the top ten overall standings, and they are the highest at twelfth. Toronto is. Yikes! Ouch! That's why we're showing them love, though. Oh, Vancouver and Toronto are tied at 12. Yeah. Hilarious. All right, number uh, number four to you. Like I said, I did not plan this. Edmonton. <laughs> I This is going to be a tough one because I was kind of hoping you get to grade Edmonton because they are playing well, better than they have been in, in past seasons. They're on a two-game losing streak, by the way. Yeah, um, and it has been kind of up and down. But to be third in the Pacific, I think, is a good spot for them right now. Very similar to Toronto, but in a much more bigger way. I think they need help defensively. But, I mean, Drysaddle and McDavid being at the top in points, there's something to be said for that. How, how do you feel about the Oilers? I, where did you have them preseason? Do you remember? I had them pretty low. I remember that. I want to say probably like fifth, fifth or sixth. Okay. I had. I know I had Arizona, Calgary, Vancouver, 
in Vegas ahead of them. I might have even had the Sharks. But yeah, I obviously I don't love that te- this team. Uh, I make no bones about it. They're another one of those weird teams that has a better away record than home. Six three and one over their last ten isn't bad at all. Uh, that's tied with Vancouver, who's leading the division. Uh, but they're on a two game losing streak. It's showing signs of McDavid and Drysdale old not being able to win them games by themselves anymore. Like they're still leading in points, but it's not five points every night. It's not enough to win a game, you know, steal a game. And they don't have anybody else who can really help with that. It's going to wear off, but they've exceeded expectations, I guess, so far. But I think at the end of the season, they'll be where I expected them. Okay, interesting. So you still think they're going to fall off? I mean, Drysdale and McDavid are both. I mean, Drysdale is minus twelve, McDavid's minus six. So as much points as they're putting out, they're they're not even plus players. It's uh, I, I'm going to give the Oilers uh, just a flat out B, um, and that's based on you know where we thought they'd be versus where they are now. I still think they have a chance to make a playoff run. I know you don't, but um, I'll stay out of the B plus range and just give them a B. I'm going to bump that up to a B plus. Okay. I, you know, not to blow smoke at Edmonton or anything, but for what I mentioned, you know, what I think is going to happen doesn't really matter as we grade them now. They're three points out of a division lead with a game in hand, two games in hand on Vegas, who they're only one point behind. So for what they've been able to do so far with what's in front of them. Yeah. I think, I think a B plus is fair. I think they've, you know, they're a much worse team than Toronto, and they've been much more secure in their placement than Toronto has been. Yeah, that's a fair point. So, yeah, I'll bump that up to a B plus. Show your boys a little love. I like that. Number five to me, this is going to be a – this is like when the dumb kid turns in his uh, exam. <laughs> I've got Ottawa. And they're and, actually. <laughs> They're bad. Uh, it's being overshadowed by D- Detroit, obviously. I mean, Detroit finally has 30 points. But Toronto or Ottawa only has 47. New Jersey only has 48, but Ottawa only has 47 points. Uh, they're 6, 15, and 5 on the road. They're 0 and 5 in shootouts, 2, 3, and 5 in their last 10, minus 38. They. They're just bad top to bottom. There hasn't really even been a bright spot. You know, they're just one of those teams where I don't even like I have to look up their stats right now. That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> because I just like I you know, you declare is obviously the one who stands out and he's obviously slowed down quite a bit. Connor Brown, now that I'm looking at it, yeah. John Gabriel Peugeot should probably have more than thirty three points in fifty two games. Break Chuck's doing whatever he can. <laughs> yeah, the goalies obviously suck. Yeah, I mean they're on a four game win streak. We thought they were going to be bad. They they are bad. There's nothing. There's just nothing exciting about this team. No, it's it's tough. They're it's tough to give them anything more than like a D plus because they don't even. 
Didn't they start the season winning a couple in a row? And they, I want to say they weren't bad through their first 10, but then, you know, life caught up to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go D plus. Oh yeah, I'll keep that D plus. That's a, that's a fair grade. I don't, I don't think they're quite, you know, F material or D minus because, you know, they didn't have high expectations, but I think D plus is pretty fair. They're not playing well and that's what they deserve. And do you think, cause it's one thing, I mean, Columbus is obviously better top to bottom than Ottawa, but expectations weren't much better for Columbus than they were Ottawa. And they're a completely different team. Like they're 10 times better than Ottawa is. Is it Tortorella? Like, is he that good at just rallying guys? I mean, he might be. Uh, They did the same thing last year. I know they made some moves at the trade deadline that kind of bumped him up to that final playoff spot, but they're doing it even earlier this year. It's just like they're, they're evolving. There's someone I had to pay more attention to for sure. The, the Blue yeah. Jackets. We were talking about that earlier, and now I'm realizing it. Um, so, yeah, we're going to stick with that D-plus for Ottawa? Yeah, yeah, I'm good at that. Sorry, Ottawans, but you probably knew that was coming. <laughs> Number six to you, I'm excited to hear you break them down, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, I I like the Canucks. I'm liking them more and more. I know you're a big fan at the beginning of the year, and I was a Vancouver doubter. I like Quinn Hughes. It's funny you were telling me about the hockey reference thing, and you were like, pick a random player, and you did Jakob Silverberg, <laughs> and I, I picked <laughs> I picked Quinn Hughes. Um, I, I like their fan base too. I think I've said that on multiple episodes. They're just they're a fun team to follow for me, and they're playing well. Obviously, top of the division. Yeah, the the fan base is they're one of the more tolerable ones through hockey Twitter, especially. They are leading the Pacific and say what you will about the Pacific. They've been, you know, the best team through all the competition and these games are still competitive and these are still good games and pretty good teams. They, I'm not going to say they're breaking each other down because none of them are that good, but you know, the cream's starting to rise to the top Vancouver, Vegas, top two, you know, like I said, I just gave Edmonton a B plus they're, you know, they're up there. I'm not sure what to think about Arizona, but Vancouver has at least been consistent. And it's been a while since I've heard people consistently doubt that they're a playoff team. Maybe not a division winning team, maybe not a deep playoff run. But I think with the emergence of Quinn Hughes, the way they've been playing in that, Pedersen, Besser, Horvat, all those guys being able to produce night in, night out. I think people started to believe that they're a playoff team. Yeah, and in the fun West, it, they're they're competing and they're a fun team to watch. So they're on a three game losing streak right now, but you know that followed a five game winning streak where they beat the Coyotes, Sharks, Blues, Sharks again. So those are Western Conference teams that are taken down. I I'm gonna give this team an A minus because I don't think I gave them a shot preseason, and I doubted them quite a bit, and I think they're exceeding expectations. Yeah, I mean, you say A minus. Yeah, you can drop to a B plus. <laughs> uh, that's uh, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an A, just an even oh. A, because as it stands, just based in their division in their conference, the consistency of how they play compared to what we expected from them, they deserve the best grade for a Canadian team. And an even an A minus would be the best grade, but an even A tells me that they're where they need to be. They're doing what they need to do. They don't have to win the cup this year for it to be a success. This is already a successful year that you put in front of yourself and in front of your fan base to show you, hey, the few, you know, our young guys might not be ready to make the Western Conference Finals, but they know what it's like to win. They'll get a taste of the playoffs. They'll come back even better next year and better the next year. If they can keep this team together, they're going to be one of the best Canadian teams. That's what we're talking about. Canadian teams are going to be one of the best for years to come. And I think they're deserving of an A. Yeah, that's a good point because they're, they are a lot better than most young young core teams. Just It sucks that Colorado and Vancouver are in the same uh, conference because that'd be <laughs> – in three or four years, that'll be a really fun Stanley Cup final. But it'll be a fun Western Conference final. Those two young teams. And Edmonton will probably fight for it if they can build. <laughs> Last but not least, to me, and this really sucks, that I got Edmonton or Ottawa and Montreal. <laughs> Again, similar to, well, basically everyone else, I don't care about Montreal. And I, I like to troll that fan base because <laughs> – I mean, I just don't see it in Carey Price. They're abysmal at home. They are 7-3 and three in their last 10. But it's just still not there. Though They probably had – I mean, they're on a two-game win streak now. They've had a couple decent stretches, which has kept them, you know, 50, you know 59 points. Fifth, they've been in the middle of the bottom 10 teams basically the entire – season they were up there for a little bit in the beginning but they don't have playmakers now Shea Weber's hurt Carey Price isn't Carey Price of old which is saying something yeah and they're seven and three in the last 10 which is a little weird but when Thomas Tatar is your top goal scorer like I've been a fan of it of that team and I didn't like it and so not being a fan of that team I still don't like it like it's not it's not a fun team to watch yeah, it's not a fun team to watch, and it tells you a lot about that team. Yeah, it's not it's not William Carlson leading the Knights. Weird because that that was out of nowhere. Thomas Tatar Thomas Tatar being a twenty goal scorer is not a nowhere. He just shouldn't be leading the team. Yeah. Um. D minus. D minus. <laughs> Oh, I love that grade. Um, were they they were a playoff team last year? No, no, but they had more points than the Knights. I will say that. Not that that matters, East to West. But they were one of those teams that had a good amount of points in the East that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, I'm good at D-. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was hoping for that. I was going uh, to – in my mind it was a D, but I was like, I love the D-. I'm going to keep it. D- is just because it's not – it, whatever that kid's name is, Kakaniemi, or the the young kid that they had that everyone's all hyped about, he got sent back down to the AHL for 
what some people on Twitter were saying, like, was an attitude thing. Other people are like, oh, it's just like skill and experience based. He's not turning out the way they expected him to. They're just they're not that good. They don't really have a bright future. They've got all this money tied up and old guys who, you know, will never be as good as they were even two years ago. And they signed Ilya Kolachuk. Who's been their best player. <laughs> that, that that says more about the Canadians than it does Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen Leafs fans start to do the, we should have signed Kovalchuk. Or, do you think we can trade for Kovalchuk? It's, why would you need a Kovalchuk? Yeah. You have Austin Matthews. <laughs> so we've graded all the teams. I'd say the future is bright in Canada. Yeah. In Toronto, Toronto and Vancouver especially, you can throw Edmonton in there because they have Connor McDavid. You know, Calgary will have some figuring out to do. Yeah, once they get once I was gonna say once Calgary gets the right bench boss, I think they'll be fine. Who's the who's the first of this bunch to win the Stanley Cup? Oh man, it pains me to say it, Toronto. Yeah. I, th- I think they're so close. They are so close. They need to be more consistent, though. I'll just say in the right year, I think Vancouver has the easier road to the finals. Yep. And they they could stumble into a – I mean, it'd be well-deserved, but they could stumble into a Stanley Cup final pretty easily. And Because I know, you know, like they have the ability to avoid Colorado – in St. Louis or Dallas, like, you know, one of those, one, if not two of those teams will be gone by the time they met in the Western conference final. If the playoff format stays as stupid as it is, but I now Toronto's first one to cup. Vancouver has a very good chance. So where is it? I mean, I know we just talked about Montreal, but where who is the worst situation in Canada? I, I, I want to say Montreal because just the Carey Price deal. I, I mean, the future doesn't look bright for Ottawa either. And even Winnipeg seems like they're in a tailspin. I I think this I think the situation is worse in Montreal though. Because they don't have anything enjoyable to watch and because Carey Price is on his way out and is he the highest paid player? Yeah, he's one of the highest paid players in yeah, the league. Yeah, so I this I, and I know Habs fans are going to try to spit it some way positive, which good for them, but I just don't think there's anything there. Yeah, I, you mentioned it. I'm surprised you mentioned it, but I'm going to go with Winnipeg just because I think it's going to happen so fast. Like I, Montreal might be able to hang around for another year or two. Because Carey Price can be serviceable, and they'll, you know, they'll be in a playoff spot maybe midway through the season, but you know everything will start to happen against them again. Uh, in Ottawa, the hopes, you know, there's not too many hopes for this team, but I don't think it'll get any worse. Winnipeg, I think the the further they drop, in the more things start to unravel. You mentioned a tailspin. They're they're going to blow up the team in 18 months. Yeah, I could see if if they if they're tanking fast, they could 
be in some sort of culture shock going, like, what is going on here? Like we got, we got talent, but it's just, yeah. And think about how loaded in the draft or prospects they could be with, you know, moving, you know, Wheeler and Line, and, you know, keeping Shifley on that team, how do you- moving Kyle Connor, Patrick Line and, in Mark or Blake Wheeler, how do you how do you think that would be well received, or do, how do you think that would be received amongst Winnipeg fans? I feel like they're I, not ready would, to give up. No, I don't think they're ready to give up. I don't think the the Jets are ready right now to give up. I think they're close, but I I think with how quickly they were dangerous in the West, and then how all of a sudden. They weren't. Yeah. I think fan bases can see that pretty clearly. It's not, and I don't mean to drag it back to, you know, Chicago, but it's not a six-year run where you're on top of the world. It was a couple quick years of, oh, they could they could easily make the Western Conference Finals and then, you know, win one round, get knocked out, or get knocked out in the first round handedly by St. Louis. They... They were up quick and down probably even quicker, and I think that's why fans will will catch on that that's probably what's best for the team because they know they can do it. They just you know time ran out pretty pretty quickly on them. Yeah, you're right. I think you're right though. They could get a good haul for those players. Good return. Yeah, I mean, even if you just keep Hellbuck, because how how old is Hellbuck? Good luck spelling that, Kyle. Okay. He is 26. Yikes. By the way, from Commerce, Michigan. Michigan. Shout out, Connor Hellbook. He that's tough because he'll be he'll be 27 by the time the next season starts. Uh, my dogs are fighting. Dogs, stop fighting. Again. But I don't know. I think Hellbuck is probably one of the pieces they moved to. Because if they if they blow up like like I'm describing, two two years isn't enough time for them to be back to a threat in the West, and I don't think you want to bank on Hellbuck being good from thirty to thirty four. Yeah, if you're going to do this abbreviated rebuild, I think you can move him. Hellbuck for Bennington, straight up. <laughs> Never had it. Uh, who's your favorite player in the in the uh, the Canadian realm of the NHL? Um, I've never actually thought about it. Um, probably, probably McDavid. I know that's so cliche, but no, that's I like fair. Patrick Line and I liked Backlund last year, but right now I'd say McDavid. Yeah, I mean, Elias Lindholm. All right. Well, obviously, my favorite player is Austin Matthews, but leaving out the obvious, Elias Pettersson is up there for me. Nickname's Deaky Pete. He had a surprisingly hard shot at the skills competition. He's fun to watch. He's a big part of that team's success, and he's not underrated yet. I think he's. You know, people will when he's on a more national stage, like in the playoffs, people will realize, you know, what they've got up there in Vancouver, but he's, 
he's definitely exceeding expectations, I would say. I like that. I like Patterson too. I think he's got a little bit of a little bit of flair to his game. It's fun to watch. I'm surprised I'm surprised you're not a little more gung ho on Vancouver because they seem like the most likable team. Yeah, I'm I'm turning around to him. I, I and you're the etern- eternal optimist, so it seems like a team that you would gravitate. I never to. liked him when they had the Sedines. That's why. Yeah, I never didn't like the Sedines. I just you're right. I never. Well, they had a little bit of a rivalry with the Blackhawks for a while, but I never liked the Canucks with the Sedines. Yeah, I don't know why. Or Ryan or Kessler. Or Luongo. Like I just was not. Yeah, yeah, Kessler. Yeah, yeah. Didn't like it. I'm a huge Luong like Florida Luongo fan. Yeah, me too. And he's good he's good on social media. Uh yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it was about that Vancouver team. I didn't like those jerseys back then either. That probably had something to do with it. Would you be up for an Was Tortorella the coach in Vancouver? Uh I don't know that. He's been I think he was everywhere, I feel like. I've been everywhere. What were you gonna say? If would you be up for adding an eighth Canadian team if we removed a US team? I mean we saw how he was the coach of the Canadian. For how long? Um coaching career. October oh okay, so two thousand thirteen to Two thousand fourteen. <laughs> yeah, it's a good old college. Class. Him and Mike Sullivan, the Penguins coach, were fired as part of a management overhaul. <laughs> Yikes! Um, up for adding an eighth Canadian team, huh? I mean, we saw Atlanta go to Winnipeg. If we saw it again, yes. like assuming Seattle's in already, so we're in a little bit in the future. I don't know, a little eighteen. Then kids in the background and or kids in the backyard in Canada. Could be doing a little eight team tournaments. They don't have to include that US team that they it's probably Pittsburgh at this point. <laughs> Yikes. Um not Detroit, the team that borders Canada. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> Maybe Minnesota. Um Yeah, you're right too. I don't my problem is so we'd be getting rid of or it'd be a, a, an American team moving to Canada. Yeah, or or just being replaced. Not a thirty third team though is the point. Yeah. Oh man, that's tough. Because I don't hate the Sabres or the Panthers. But I know a lot of people want the Pagulas to sell the Sabres. And I don't know. And this is all let's just let's just go at this like Batman would approve a, any team going to Canada. Okay. The Sabres would be up there for me. Panthers would be up there for me. And I love them, and I love you fans. Carolina probably enters the mix as well. I just don't want it to be Quebec. <laughs> like, I hate this Quebec push. I hate the entitlement that comes with French-Canadian hockey. How about Nova Scotia? Maybe I was going to say, maybe the Nova Scotia Norsemen. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I wouldn't mind getting rid of a California team, but that would mean the team, the Canadian team would have to be out west. I don't really know. 
how much civilization is out west. We could put another. <laughs> Yikes. Yikes. We just praised Vancouver and you say. <laughs> That's heartbreaking. Put them else in somewhere else in New, New Brunswick. I don't know. Shit, put a team in Alaska and call them Canadian. <laughs> Might as well. Yeah, I don't know. The uh, Prince Edward Island. Yeah, Nova Scotia's way out there, too. Newfoundland. That would be some travel. Yeah, but there is an AHL team up there. Not that that matters, but they, they could do it. I mean, listen, after this episode, I hold a little bit less resentment in my heart for Canadian fans as a whole because most of them are pretty obnoxious when it comes to speaking down to American hockey fans. Um, but I like some of these teams and I like a lot of these players. Do I love more than anything that an American player is leading the most popular Canadian team <laughs> right now? Yes. I love Austin Matthews on the Maple Leafs, but there's a, there's a lot of incredible talent up there that U S hockey fans don't get to see night in night out, which is also a travesty. Well, I'm glad you gained some respect. We did some, we did some good here then. I, I too am a little bit more excited about. Canadian hockey. Yeah, well, at the beginning of last season, like through the first 20 games, all the Canadian teams were good. Like even Ottawa was decent. And I wrote an article about how good the Canadian teams were, like in that Canada was back. Let's say if you've got two teams up in the top of the standings at all times, which it seems like they might for a long time, then Canada, we can declare Canada back. Okay, we're on Canada Watch. <laughs> Canada Watch. I think, did we miss anything? I don't think so. This was a fun episode. This is, this is a fun episode. What do you think about curling? I like curling, and I honestly, that's funny you bring right. that up, because when I lived in Michigan, I tried. To, I looked into starting a curling club. Ooh. I would have moved back from Michigan just for that. We're back to Michigan turns just out, for that. Turns yeah, out I, I, I like curling, really too. <laughs> you don't say. Is that why we ran 40 fundraisers every <laughs> hockey season? Uh, you watch anything special this weekend? We were talking about a game to watch earlier. You want to give a preview? Yeah, we, we discussed it. It's going to be uh, – we'll throw it up on Twitter, but it's going to be the Columbus-Colorado game. There's a lot of good games to watch tonight, though. Yeah, that's going to be – I'm especially excited about that one. See that high-flying offense against Elvis Merzalikens. In the Columbus Blue Jackets. Never thought I'd say that and be excited. Can you make it, it six? Ooh, Colorado's tough. Yeah, that'd be that'd be the most impressive one so far. <laughs> I, I'd have to look back at all of them, but that'd be impressive. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm going to be watching. Dallas, St. Louis tonight as well. Lot, lots of good stuff. I think that's it for Maria. For at Belly of Zach Mack, I'm at Belly of KJ. This was at Puck Puck Pass Pod. Remember to head over to podchaser.com, search Puck Puck Pass, drop a five-star review for us. We love you, and we appreciate all the listeners. Thanks for sticking with us. We will talk to you next week. Pass the syrup, eh? We saw no light. We saw no signal. Be sure to follow your hosts on Twitter at Gearholtz underscore K, at BellyUpZachMath, and at Puck Puck Pass Pod.